0: The shopping carts are the best part of the game and better than any vehicle in PUBG, and I'll actually defend
1: that. What the f- is going on down there? See, see. A
0: thousand. <laughs> Sometime we should just do a Fortnite podcast where it's just a bunch of idle noise of Fortnite in the background while we kind of just silently, like, click our teeth or go like, ah, oh, damn. And then, like, like, 90 minutes of that. I think it'd be pretty fun. This will not be 90 minutes of that. This will be oh. this will be uh, 60 to 300 minutes of Transformers talk, uh, as is our usual window, because we're recording WTF at TFW, not uh, F-R-T at N-I-W. Uh, hi, We've TJ, th- welcome w- to what the... What was that last thing? T- w. Hi, TJ, welcome to the show. <laughs> this is Hi, Glad to be here. Uh, hi, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, everyone out there. Welcome to the show. WTF at TFW, where the T stands for W. Uh, we have some Transformers news today. We have all kinds of stuff to talk about today. It's, it's one of those, um, what do you call it? You, you think that maybe it's going to be slow, but then uh, some of the news that I was actually starting to wonder if we were even going to hear before SDCC actually popped up. But uh, before we hit that, we've also got a listener question. We've got a listener question afterwards, too, but we've got a little one to open up here. It's a listener question from D-D-D-D-Cade, uh, who says, I was watching old build videos from different YouTubers. What would you like to see return? The sprue Kits line or see Transformers done with another brick building company like Lego? So reading the question out loud actually really helped me out there, because I was a, I, when I copy pasted it, I was like, uh, what do sprue Kits have to do with brick building? but the question is would you rather see <laughs> spru kits back or transformers done with another brick building company like lego um i don't really know like that that's pretty darn apples and oranges
2: um aaron did you ever actually mess with spru kits um i think i got like one or two of the like just the like generic spru kit fighter guy
0: all right that yeah the wait which fighter guy
2: it's sp- what I'm thinking it was sprew just like was you got the box with no I'm thinking um stick stick fuzz oh stick fuzz yeah yeah now spru yeah. kits
0: was uh, they had, like most commonly you saw Halo and Batman spru kits okay um, it was like Bandai's uh plamo model applied to North American licenses for the most part um and they they were really cool and completely undermarketed and kind of occupied the same space as, like, a lot of sub-mega-blocks brick-build stuff would occupy at a Toys R Us, and it was really kind of a shame, I thought. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Sprukits come back, but it would need to have a push, and it would need to have more than a handful of licenses. Uh, TJ, did you ever mess with
1: Sprukits? I, I passed by him a few times and was tempted, but no. No direct contact.
0: Yeah, like, like nowadays you can sometimes find them for, like, below dirt cheap and if you can find like a master chief or a batman for that they're pretty cool as long as it's like the medium or large kit the, the smaller ones were very simplified and kind of just you build it and then like throw it at a toddler or something but the posable ones were 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 okay um as for the other side of this i guess just trying to weigh the options i mean i think i'd rather see transformers done with another brick build company but also when you say another brick build company like lego i'm like well who else would do it it's pretty much either lego or megablocks or or trash so i wouldn't want trash to do it (laughs) unless i missed something like is there has a third contender arisen
2: yet no i think creo had the best opportunity to do it and just couldn't pull it together yeah, like in it, was, the end it of... was still a little bit jank. the 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 builds weren't like anything good. There were a lot of places where it was, uh, um, just like w- weird ways that if you look at the way that Lego builds things, and in, then you look at the way that that Creo built it, it's like okay, well, you have a piece here that's completely unsupported.
0: Yeah, and 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 also like the build quality of Creo. Sadly, in its twilight hour, finally hit a level that was worth like competition, but that yeah. was like also the micro changers, uh, which is like the final Creo thing. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, I guess yeah. I guess it really is like like I I think the Transformers would actually be really interesting to see in uh, in Mega Constructs. Uh, I guess would be the the fancy Mega Blocks brand. Yeah, because um, Lego I think would make for really good builds and super solid quality, but also like how do I put this? The the builds wouldn't be predictable, but the abilities of the robot would be a little predictable to me.
2: Yeah, I don't think that like Lego would do terribly uh, inventive things with it. Like they yeah. could probably get it so that all of them have some transforming aspect or, or or something like that. You know, I could I don't see Lego dropping a ball like that, but at the same time, mm-hmm. with the way that lego tends to work i do not think that that would uh translate very well to a a a transformer
0: i i don't think they'd be making a thing that a transformers collector would necessarily be like stoked to get outside of the build
2: yeah um because even then like how often did creo even manage a good transformation the yeah. one,
0: the one. It was the, in the final hour. They they figured it out, but it was too mm-hmm. late. <laughs> um, TJ, like, do you, what do you, what do you think would happen with uh, Lego doing Transformers? Cause,
1: I mean, I I think Mega Blocks is almost a different beast. Yeah, kind of is. I feel I feel like I feel like Creo got the closest to what we would get out of a Transformer Lego style line. The hard part is keeping the spirit of a transformer in there yeah cuz like i never i never really felt like i was playing with anything transformer based when i was breaking the toy down and reassembling it as a truck or you know or in, or in the other way around keeping the transforming aspect would make it so much more complicated and like like mm-hmm. even the like even trying to think of lego sets that would I can't think of any kind of Lego set that has a conversion like that. It's literally
0: the Voltron set that's out in two months. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, yes. (laughs) It's a a light conversion, though.
0: Yeah, and also that that Voltron set, just just to point something out to people, like, check out the hips and how much they're doing exactly one thing. Like, that, that set is build lions who can combine into Voltron, and then you've hit kind of the limit of uh-huh. what lego that isn't going to be six hundred dollars would cost you mm-hmm. um like if if lego did transformers they might get them to transform they ain't going to be poseable uh and you could make them poseable with a ton of of ball joints and ratchets and micro ball joints probably but i don't think the actual yeah. kits would have that because that would make them hella expensive yeah and i've yeah. seen That's- i've
2: seen some people put together yes things and it's and again it's the it's the 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 thing where you know you look at Voltron to make something that has detail with Lego it's got to be good sized you know Voltron's gonna be like a hundred and eighty dollars $160. is it hundred and sixty I thought it was one eighty either uh, either I, way I remember com- I remember comparing it to a modular cost um hmm. uh it's like it's pretty pricey and it it's gonna end up um. You know, being uh da, 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 I've actually gotta go find the link now. Um, uh, because it has the height. It it is one eighty, uh, from Lego's website. Um fifteen inches tall. Um, black lions six inches long, and uh all the other lions are about half that size at about like three inches or yeah. no, eight inches long, seven inches long. And so I mean they're they're sizable things. And that's what you'd need at this level. And even then, still, Voltron combined only has up and down shoulder articulation, elbow articulation that looks like it'll be just a straight elbow, and wrists that's the lion's neck that might be uh, a ball joint on its own. There's there's some cool stuff in those hinges where they have,
0: have like, dual-linked ball joint uh, assemblies, which I think is really cool. Yeah, well, Uh... yeah,
2: the way that a lot of it works is interesting but because it's lego it's not like you know there's there's no other way to build some of these things that you know makes it obscene you make that shoulder joint in order to give it stiffness you've got pieces and like like the the palm ball piece that has a axle hole through it into a clip and you clip all of that together in order to give it the tension that it needs so that that turntable doesn't just flop around yeah. And that's a really cool way to build it. And somebody needs, like, some bonus high fives for it, but in the end, like, it's not what you'd want as a thing that's a transformer.
0: And and the intent of LEGO is often t- to be something interestingly built with a pallet. Like, it's, a, it's an engineering project first in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with the approach but that that's why I think I'd like to see transformers done by mega constructs because I think they would be more ready to produce a handful of unique parts and by that I'm I'm talking joint parts mm-hmm. like say an elbow joint or just a ratchet hinge that has brick connections on either side of it so it can be built into a brick built arm uh, but the ratchet hinge itself is a specialized piece and I'm like I think that would solve you know a big problem uh, problem getting transformers to work um, is to have like specialized hinge pieces uh, and, yeah. and moving parts, and, and then I think it still would be really cool as a brick build thing while doing a level of quote unquote cheating that like Lego is just not not part of the Lego experience, right? Uh, for lack of better words, uh, and I think that all sounds actually way more interesting than more sprue kits. So I would say that I would actually rather see that. Cause sprue kits, I kind of know what we would be getting. We'd be getting more serviceable six to eight inch action figures that you put together. And that's about it. <laughs> really fun though. Like if you, if, if, if like you guys too, if you ever get a chance to pick up a, a cheapo sprue kit on clearance, like it's interesting to put together, um, But I hope that answers your listener question, DDDK, because now we've got our San Diego Comic-Con Transformers news. It's not SDCC yet, but we know what two of the exclusives are. And to be honest, I'll be surprised if there is another exclusive because these seem to be really filling in, uh, you know, the volume that I expect from San Diego Transformers offerings. Uh, First up. Is uh, a Studio Series Bumblebee uh, done up in shiny paint, which I honestly I think might actually fix some of his problems because there will be more paint everywhere, Mm -hmm. uh, thus more friction. And that's the that's the feature of the box, which is really cheeky because the bonus of the box are a pair of micro cassettes uh, in unique North American colors. And also the, a re-release of two of the Dino cassettes, the ridiculously rare combining Dino cassettes. This is a set of uh, Dial and Zar, or uh, they're American names, Dairu and Uruaz, which, like, you know, Gratz. <laughs> I'm sure there's... I can actually see kind of the path that led to both those names, but neither of them go together very well, but who cares? Uh, they're not in their Japanese colors, like, one of them's in translucent orange... Um, Also, one appears to be a Decepticon while the other is an Autobot. But it's amazing that those molds, I guess, were fired up again or found or even more amazingly, maybe they were even reconstructed.
2: Uh, I don't think that this would be reconstructed for the U.S. market. My bet would be this is something that was found Mm -hmm. and was still serviceable because it's been like, what, 87 and then really bad knockoffs yeah because isn't there like a three scale site where these things are like the size of like cassette tape cassettes something like
0: that like that's one of those like sir toys catalog page kind of items yeah but like the only reason i'm even i'm even suggesting they might have been reconstructed is just because uh it it has to be either reconstructed or they were lost for a while then found because otherwise like these are the kind of things that would have been out in the 2000s during that big rush of, the, you know, the big reissue rush. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that people were were craving that would have printed some money. And so uh, all that said, it's really friggin' cool that they're coming out here. Uh, the packaging looks really cool. Uh, I know a ton of people, myself included, who want to get a hold of this. Uh, I'm, I know a ton of people, myself not included, who want to get a hold of the cassettes and then figure out what to do with the Bumblebee. Um, before anyone asks, I don't want to buy your Bumblebee because I don't want him without the cassettes, <laughs> as much as I'm okay with that toy. Um, so, Aaron, you're you're down for this. We were talking before the recording. You're, yep. uh, yeah, um, you're hoping to get a hold I'm, of this. I'm thing.
2: also hoping that, uh, I mean, because the majority of the issues that I have with my yellow bumblebee is loose uh loose fit and I would hope for a San Diego Comic Con with custom paint that that would be tweaked and then the ability to get these dino cassettes without paying like arm leg kidney triple digits each and yeah um is I think gonna be gonna be pretty cool it'll be neat to have a otherwise unattainable um piece of kit at a much more uh, attainable cost.
0: Yeah, this is altogether $60 bucks, uh, yeah. US at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, well, what I'm going to say also, I really hope that what Hasbro did for the last couple of years happens again, where we have this thing in Toronto called Fan Expo, mm-hmm. and the last time or couple times, uh, Hasbro came and brought basically a, a bunch of their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives with them. Uh, uh hmm. So I would super like it if uh, they did that again so that uh, I can get someone who's going to that complete monster mess of a show to maybe mule me one without having to ship anything. Uh, I don't actually want to go to Fan Expo because it's a mess, but um, I hope that these things show up there. That that's kind of the only way I think I'd really be down for picking them up. I even these ca- cassettes. Once you factor in someone taking taking their time to line up, or or even if someone just orders them off Hasbro Toy Shop and then reships them over here, shipping from America has become very expensive compared to what it used to be, and that adds a premium to these that to me robs them a lot of a lot of their draw. Like the Dino cassettes, maybe even with an extra twenty five bucks attached, there's still kind of something there, but the other one. Uh, assuming its package is as large as it looks like i i wouldn't want to pay the extra just to have that mailed here that would that would rob it of all of its value to me. Yeah. You know what? Actually yeah, the the notion that they might have just found these molds is starting to feel way more gelled up to me because there are two other dino cassettes, aren't there? I think so. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So this this really says, "Hey, we found these ones." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, less so the other two.
2: They might have yeah, because it's a. I just found an image. There's a Velociraptor, a Pterosaur, a T Rex, and like a Sauropod. I don't know what they're calling it. Brontosaurus. Those, Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus. Because that's one of the ones we're getting here. That's the yeah. the orange one. Yeah, and then it was the the T Rex one and the Pterodon that combined, and then these two that combine. Yeah. I was hoping they'd, they'd tell us a name for the
0: combined
1: mode as well, since they're coming up with all these dopey, Americanized names already. I think because one is Autobot and one is Decepticon, they're not really interested in the combined mode.
2: It's so weird. It's like well, carrying yeah, on then, the... But then it's like you're writing them as separate so that you don't have to mention the combining. It's 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 like the weird thing they did
0: for all of Power of the Primes, where they also yeah. like specifically avoided mentioning anything combining together like outside of a piece of artwork.
1: <laughs> well, it also it's also interesting to me that one of them seems like a direct reissue of the original and the other one is completely different for whatever reason. Yeah. In my conspiracy brain here, I look at that pack and I notice the volume 1 on the printing and go, "What if there's a volume 2 that fills in both of these gaps?" I well, think hmm. that is
2: a kick off of the um Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I,
1: oh, I know I know where it's coming from. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but I would not be shocked if NYCC showed off a similar set that actually oh I, accomplished I that because you
2: I could definitely see that too. But yeah,
1: because you know you know fans are upset like they know what happened with the Astro Train Blitzwing crossover set or the mm-hmm. the, the, the reissues. Oh right, they, right. They know fans don't want these toys this way. Like if you're going to give us one that looks like the G1 toy, you need to give us the other one right yeah well
0: that that said tj um are you thinking of maybe getting a hold of this set or are you gonna uh
1: my buddy garrett is gonna be in line for it for me all right well there like, you go i'm not even gonna take the chance at hasbro toy shop <laughs> i, I like, i've literally just gazed at those toys for a split second at a bot con i've never thought i'd have the chance to actually goof around with them
0: and like actual properly produced ones not just like knockoffs or etc oh yeah um. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get a hold of these one way or another. It's not going to ruin my year if I don't, but I, I certainly would really like to. Uh, TJ, do you have any plans if you, once you get a hold of these to uh, what you're going to do with the Bumblebee?
1: Target practice? Woof. <laughs> Woof. And you know what? No one's going to stick up not, for him. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not entirely sure. If the build quality is better, I'd be perfectly happy keeping
0: it. Yeah, that's my big hope, and I think there's a decent chance of it just, you know, with all the extra... I think the extra paint has a good, like, 50-50 chance of fixing a whole lot of the problems, Um, you know, as far as 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 friction not working. Um, But that's not the only San Diego exclusive. We have also got the, just today, as of this recording, revealed Optimal Optimus, with the Throne of the Primes, the Scepter of the Sparks, the Hat of the Maximals, the Halo of the Primes... The um, twist ties of anti theft. Um, so this is uh, this is Power of the Primes, Optimal Optimus, where the larger Optimal Optimus body has been recolored to look like the smaller Optimus Primal body. So he's just turning into a bigger uh, Optimus Primal, season one style. Uh, he comes with four of the Prime Masters. I believe they are the four who are not coming out on their own anywhere: um, Amalgus, Nexus, Prima Prime, and the legendary Thirteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the designs of the Prime Masters continuing to not really have anything to do with any depiction of them ever, anywhere, ever. Uh, and yeah, a big cardboard chair with, uh, wanted poster style mugshots of all of the other fan vote figures from the vote that Optimus Primal won, which is really weird because it means Hound's photo is on this throne. Uh, and someone on Twitter pointed out, look at this toy and then imagine this toy, but Hound. and it's like you know what yeah that would have been pretty interesting also star saber and death faces are on this throne and it's just making me kind of sad uh
1: such a slap (laughs) look who didn't win here's a a sketch pasted onto primal's throne for you (laughs) also another tweet i really have to
0: quote and again i I can't remember who tweeted it right off the top of my head so my apologies but but someone had him you know it's Optimus primal going like yeah here's my here's my throne uh with my scepter and crown and the halo in which i imprison our gods and the scepter i use to use their power and the the am i the villain (laughs) because i am taking
1: a look i'm i'm taking a look at that scepter, like the straight on shot of him sitting in the throne with the scepter in his hand and yep. it just looks like a just like a psychotic robot head munching in the thirteenth prime. Yeah, and then yeah. And also
0: I can't not see that Prime Master as a small man face forward, you know, getting his head shoved into a socket. <laughs> like that's a little dude.
2: <laughs> just.
0: just me. Yeah. Me. <laughs> um, this this is a really interesting exclusive. I can probably live without, I I wouldn't mind getting a hold of one to have all 13 of the prime masters really. Uh, but I think the fact that I'm just not really gelling with the fiction side of power of the primes and this thing is all up in the semi existent fiction side of power of the primes. It's just like, I'm just sort of seeing a bunch of cool stuff and I'm like, that's neat. Um, Obviously, a lot of people don't feel the way I do. I, cursory glance at the boards and at, at social media, there's a lot of folks who are like, oh, man, I really want this
1: thing. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about this thing? I'm, I'm mixed, honestly, because on one hand, it looks a lot better than I expected it to. It's it's an inter- it's an interesting concept to put him in normal primal colors in the first place, and it's really cool to actually see optimal Optimus in a color scheme that isn't so like violently clashing.
0: Yeah, like a a good color scheme, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like, that like, too. Like let's let's be honest. We we a lot of fans like optimal Optimus's goofy colors, me included, but they only ever reappear because of nostalgia. One hundred percent nostalgia. It's actually kind of cool mm-hmm. to see this whole setup in,
1: like, you know, a a good color scheme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, though, there's something off just in the tone of the set. You know, you know, Autobots and Maximals don't really seem like Throne, Scepter, Crown types. Thematically,
0: I don't get it. And I'm sitting here going, like, does something happen in the Machinima cartoon that justifies <laughs>
1: this?
2: Because this, that's what this looks like. The best thing I've seen is somebody talking about taking this and using it as Grimlock's Throne.
1: Yeah. Oh well, yeah, absolutely.
0: But- also, it's a cardboard throne. Like there's going to be a limit to how much it can it can take,
2: yeah. you know? Like the
0: that's another thing about this. I get it, but it's also like part of the packaging is being sold as features here, the cardboard throne that he's twist tied to and the blister pack that's in the shape of a wheel that is now also the halo of the primes. Uh Like it's all neat, and if it all actually works and can be used and doesn't like fall apart when you pull it apart, then that's great.
1: Uh, But uh, we 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 have seen solid stuff for San Diego Comic Con sets before. I've still got the Mm -hmm. arc that holds together pretty well. Well, that was designed by a pop up book master, though. This is this might be designed by a
0: cardboard throne master. You don't know this. What? Hey, guess what? It's it's Canada Day after. There's fireworks every now and then outside. Yeah, there's some more of them. Uh, The thing about this throne that I think is different than the Ark is that he is literally twist-tied to it in the box. So, oh no, wait, there's a plastic shell. He's twist-tied to the plastic shell. Never mind. I thought that Mm -hmm. the throne might have had, like, holes in it for the twist-ties, and there could be a lot of rub or something. Um, Aaron, how how are you feeling about this exclusive?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to go for this as well. My biggest kind of like the thing that i got excited about at first and now i'm kind of slowing down on the feel of is the like the halo thing in the background Mm -hmm. because it looks like it is just like a piece of just sheet styrene plastic that's been like heat vacuum formed in it's
0: literally packaging like there's holes on it for twist ties
2: yeah (laughs) so i was like oh that's a neat way like because you know i'm dumb and i'm gonna try and get all the primes except for they all just like sit in these pretender sh- things or or whatever mm. and then like oh look there's three more prime masters that come with this that are what is it like two of them are repaints or something
0: oh man like i can barely decide from their heads and like chests
2: it's yeah. like
0: they're they're about as different from one another as titan yeah. masters without the part where there's an identifying face on the back. Yeah.
2: But uh you know there's there's enough difference between all of them that like man I'd like to get it and it would be cool if that had a slot for everything or if even better yet like between the the scepter and something else this optimal optimus could take all of them. Yeah. Like hey there's you know here's here's 12 or 13 slots between you know the four on the weapon and the one in the chest and he's got you know stuff in the like the arm pylon things little clips in there and like make it like Armada Megatron was of just like nah he can hold like 87 minicons this
0: all sounds super heroic what you're describing yeah well he's
2: he's for, for the final battle he takes all of that power upon himself to fight Unicron or something dumb. yeah well you're your common rider final forming now. Yeah. Yeah. With with
0: maybe a hint of of Super Sentai final form mecha stuff going. Did you see the the Lupin Pato reveal oh, of yeah. with the giant the giant nightstick sticking sideways out of one of the feet? That they was, used
1: to be good. That was some they plex used to ass, be able to design a toy.
0: <laughs> that was some plex ass, I don't know, stick them all together kind of stuff. <laughs> um I, I want to point out uh, the newly tooled stuff on here, especially that crown, uh look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um oh, which, yeah. which is why I'm, I am I wish I was more into this. I, I wouldn't mind getting a hold of it. Like this is the one where if someone could grab one at Fan Expo and so I, I'm not going through international shipping to get a hold of one. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. I certainly would not want to have one shipped to me because that is a big box. It would that add is a like
2: huge box.
0: That would add like thirty bucks American to the cost of it, and it would make it like by the time it got here, I would not even care about it anymore. I'd just be like, "Wow, look at all the money I set fire to." Yeah, <laughs> like the twenty dollars of air in the top half of that box that you paid to have shipped. It's bumming me out a little bit. Not gonna lie. A uh, good-looking box, though, on a shelf, and, and if if without the twist ties, it's possible to get him back in there looking like that in a decently stable way, I think that would be a really cool, like, centerpiece to a Power of the Primes uh, display. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as far as I can tell, I should mention, the little Optimus Primal Robot, aside from, I guess, maybe the sticker on his shoulder, it sounds like he is identical to the one that's on shelves right now in places. Like it sounds like there's no real difference between the little robot uh, and the, the retail version of, of the little robot. Uh, I haven't done any side by sides, but that's that's the impression I got from the thread. Um, yeah, I uh, I I wish that I was jiving with this more, and I, I think a lot of that rests on my lack of connecting to the Prime Master thing. Still, speaking of someone who would love to have all 13 of them because finishing sets is a thing I do. <laughs> Not a healthy thing. Watch my panel. Uh, why do we collect? There's a whole thing about finishing sets. Uh, plug. Anyway, that's some San Diego Comic-Con news. There's still a chance that maybe they'll announce like a really huge thing as well. I saw a lot of people going like, hey, where's the San Diego Predaking or Trypticon or whatever. Um, maybe they will. I'm not holding my breath now that they've shown two things, and one of them is leader class with extra stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, that's because normally with Transformers, they'll do two items. And then like Transformers branded stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like the la- like last year's the big one was just uh what, the Black Optimus Prime. Who was a leader toy with new parts. And mm-hmm. yep. that's what this is.
0: Uh yeah, I, I would I wouldn't I would say don't hold your breath for a San Diego Predaking. Um if it happens, that's awesome. But don't be disappointed if it doesn't, in my opinion. Uh, and that brings us... Anything else about San Diego you guys want to talk about? Any other exclusives you saw that are catching your eye? Did you see the Super 7 Prince Adam they're doing? With the hey, Yeah Yeah face? Oh, God, mm-hmm. no. You didn't see that? Oh, my God. Hang on. i got to find I've been this. a
1: little distracted.
0: Okay, so Super 7 have got Masters of the Universe Classics right now. Uh, and so for San Diego, they are releasing... And I also, I believe, this is the first uh, Masters of the Universe Classics... Uh, packaging that says the figure being featured is Prince Adam, because uh, they released a Prince Adam before, but he was the accessory in the bottom of the tray for Classics Orco. Uh, so, so I put in the in the uh, the Discord podcast chat. Um, it's Prince Adam. He comes with a pink sword uh, oh. and a very specific head sculpt and uh, very colorful packaging. He looks awesome. Oh, uh, good lord! I kind of I want this. I don't want to pay for what it's going to cost me to get it, though. But if I saw this, like, in front of me for, you know, whatever it costs normally, I would probably just go, like, yes, sure. Uh, That's a fantastic head sculpt. That's kind of, that sort of overtook my paying attention to any other San Diego exclusives. Like, there's that one with the the Netflix Marvel characters with the Danny Rand who looks really happy to be there. Like, he he looks like he didn't expect to get the call. set of
2: five? Yeah
0: yeah and the danny and it's kind of like, sad
2: that it's like the four and then danny's at the other end
0: yeah the four who look like oh god it's our fourth or fifth figure shoot here we are and then there's danny on the end going like i did it i got a figure i'm so happy to be here what's up guys
1: oh that one that's the one with like the the hand that looks like a butterscotch candy Yes, and the like—the
0: scruffy beard and just the expression on his face on that figure—he just looks like really, like, really, really, really humble and excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, let let's move on from here to uh, one of our next two listener questions. Uh, we got one here from Balt Matrix, uh, who said uh, he has a crazy discussion topic for us. What if the only way to save or reboot the Transformers movie universe is to bring in the GoBots? The Allspark infected an asteroid on its journey and knocked it into a war-torn Gobus full of cyborgs. The resulting impact destroyed the planet, but at the same time cyberformed it in many inhabitants. Uh, the survivors have been searching for the Allspark signal ever since, and they got it as a result of the first movie. They show up a few years after Earth and Cybertron started hugging in uh, The Last night. Uh, I think with some good writers and a decent director, the Gobots could be, bring in, uh, could be brought in a simpler Transformers movie with a cool backstory. And Hasbro would be able to use their back catalog of names and design a new line of much more classically designed figures. Your thoughts? Am I nuts? Should the current movieverse even be saved? Does Prime still watch your face? Uh, I love this idea, and also the current movieverse should not be saved is my answer to that. (laughs) Uh, I think this is a great idea. I would love to see it actually done because I love it when people actually remember that the GoBots are supposed to be cyborgs. Like, like, you know, whenever you see the GoBots transforming in the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, there's supposed to be squishy stuff in there. Uh, which I think makes them fascinating Uh, so I think this would be great and it would it it would never be done right and the the original movie verse needs to uh, die it needs to be laid to rest it is beyond repair in my opinion Uh, TJ how do you feel about uh, the idea
1: Uh, I agree the movie verse needs to go the way of the Dinobots but I also get reissued as a combiner in Power of (laughs) the Primes yeah exactly All right, (laughs) and the thing um i like this idea but i would go just like full on with it and just like let's let's do like the idw colony thing where cybertron's just the planet the cube hit there's a sphere and a trapezoid and a pyramid oh the, the all spark trapezoid would be my jam it's just like okay just like Quintessa just threw a whole bunch of these things out just to see what would happen. Just like Gobatron right. got hit by the dodecahedron. <laughs> like, if we're actually going to roll with the whole Quintessa suddenly the origin thing, then
0: yeah, just Gobatron. I don't know where Gobas came from. Gobatron could just be like uh, yeah, another planet that she hit. And that one, uh, she, there was already organic life. So she just encased them all in metal. Uh, that'd be cool.
1: Like the movie where lockdown came from.
0: Holy! I yeah. keep forgetting about the, yeah. His the mysterious, not actually a Decepticon. I from something else that will never be explained. Guy, if he was just a GoBot, that would be kind of neat. Uh, I don't know, Aaron. How do you feel about this idea?
2: Um, i I will also sign the. Let's just let the Movieverse die. Um, but. Eh. It's always a thing that I find interesting, the people that just poo-poo on GoBots because it was the other show. And, yeah, it was bad, but those toys are actually pretty good. And it's it's definitely a thing that, like, I could see good fiction being written that brings those two universes together as long as you ignore the worst of the hanna barbera of the Hanna-Barbera world.
0: I want to throw out there, I said this before, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon uh, has at least one episode that is on par with any G1 Transformers episode, uh, which is called Et 2 Cycle, which is the backstory episode from, like, the final ten episodes they produced. It's really good for GoBots, and it does the Orion Pax Megatron Uprising leader origin decades before anyone wrote it for Transformers.
1: I got to watching the first few episodes of Gobots for the first time in forever, and I forgot just how twisted that got at points. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is a scene where they capture, where the where uh, the Guardians capture Crasher and like literally like brainwash her into spilling her plans, like. Like something I wouldn't think a hero class would do. Well, okay. You need to find it's it's
0: streaming I think it's on like Daily Motion at least. Find et to Psykill, Cause they show you the leadership of Gobatron when uh, when Leader One and Psychill were just high protectors, uh, who were working for the council. And it's it's literally the backstory of Cybertron in modern Transformers lore. Gobots did it first. There's a semi-corrupt council. They they operate on a level that sort of is forgetting about the common people. Uh <laughs> like Psychill's motivation is one of like straight up, Psychil is written so that he's jealous of Leader One, but also kind of loves Leader One. And like there's there's really cool scenes in that episode, and like it's so it's it's more story potential than a lot of Transformers ever showed in the eighties. Uh, like, it's, it's it's like, more direct story potential than the stuff we attributed to Transformers by reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend that episode. There's also another decent one with, uh, a renegade who turns good, who never had a toy. He was a fully original Hanna-Barbera design, so his transformation's hilarious to watch, because it's just bonkers. And he just turns into, like, a cement truck or something, but, uh, that was also a pretty solid one. Oh, there's also, I haven't watched them all yet, there's, like, a through line in the GoBots cartoon with this this guy called Zero, I think he's called, who's like turns into a a German bomber, uh, like a a bomber airplane. And he's like the original leader of the Renegades who was deposed by Psykill. And like he shows up now and then in either episodes
1: or flashbacks. And like they they had stuff going on in that show. The weird thing I caught in the early episodes was Crasher admitting she used to be in love with Leader One. And I always wondered if that was uh, through line, any other episodes. Get to Cycle doesn't really like directly hit it, but it is like there's Crasher
0: is in the flashback before she like before Cycle took over the Renegades. And there's like there's stuff go again. There's stuff going on in there. Uh, I I do. If you had the stomach to watch G1 after the year 2004, (laughs) you have the stomach to watch GoBots. And I highly recommend it is what I would say. Um, and by the stomach, I mostly mean G1 season two, but, uh, go, GoBots is like, a, it's, a, it's, it's another kind of semi cruddy eighties cartoon, but it has as many moments as transformers. In my opinion, uh, maybe bolstered by the fact it has such a terrible reputation over the years. Um, it, it can be a really surprising show. Um, Oh, TJ also speaking of, of twisted go stuff. What about the disassembler? Like, the thing that, like, some rando guardian gets thrown in the disassembler, which just disassembles him. Ouch. Yeah. Ostensibly to death. What with him being a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> Something in there had blood in it. <laughs> I just love, like, like when you start thinking about the Gobots having squishy stuff in them, it makes also the simpler transformations make sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that used to be a person. <laughs> There's a limit to how much they can bend. <laughs> Uh anyway, Gobot Tangent. There you go, uh Spada. You got your Gobot tangent. Um and that brings us to our, our final listener question for the day. Um Aaron, why don't you take this one from Rekgar?
2: Alright. Uh June thirtieth, uh Rekgar said, Gentlemen, here's my question. I was at Walmart and the t- they had two sinner twins and one cutthroat. Who just buys both blots?
0: Yeah, Aaron, who just buys both blots?
2: I, I bought one of each. <laughs>
0: I know. I just wanted to wing that at you as though you did something yeah. bad. Yeah.
2: No. Uh, I, Although yeah. I can see why you'd buy just blot. I mean, if you're going to buy only one, like some sort of sicko, I could see why blot would maybe be the top of your list. Yeah.
1: I, I, my friend Roger buys just the blots. He's been obsessed with blot since I've known him. So I know some people got, who... Good job, Roger. Yeah, Roger, you monster.
0: I, uh, I know some people on Twitter who are only buying blot. And I don't blame anyone who only buys blot because, from what I've been hearing, that thing is friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently, blot is just everything that Ripper uh, Ripper Snapper was, but better, uh, and is probably the star of that wave. We'll find out, I think, uh, in a bit. But uh, yeah, nothing wrong with buying two blots. That is not as monstrous as buying half of Battle Trap. Buying half of Battle Trap is actually a crime. That's what a horrible it, human being does. Like, it should be a crime. Uh, I submitted it to the Council of Crime, who who re- defines crime. Uh, they haven't gotten back to me yet, but like that that should be punishable. Only buying half of Battle Trap that's like that's like buying uh, that's like, like if I'm gonna buy a loaf of bread. I can't afford the whole loaf. I'll just take out these scissors and cut the front half off, and then just leave the back half on the shelf. And both heels. Yeah, yeah. It's still taking both heels too monstrous Wait, anyway do you like the heels of a loaf of bread uh they serve a purpose you cut um if you can cut it if you have an uncut loaf of bread you cut the heel ends thicker and they are great open faced with some meat and some mayo and no. some
2: okay there 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 is a purpose there i thought you were just like yeah that's what i make my favorite sandwiches on
0: yep i in fact only take the heel slices and i throw out the rest cuz screw the starving don't screw the starving. The starving need food. Um, let's go to what we got this week. Aaron, I know you got something on topic this week, hey, so why don't yeah, we just sink our teeth into it? Cutthroat, center twin, and blot. Uh, just to double check, TJ, did you get a hold of the Wave 3 Terrorcons at all? I am assuming no. And <laughs> also, I'm assuming he's gone to do something. Uh, it's twice in a row. I'm good at this. Aaron, tell me about...
2: Your terror cons all right so uh cutthroat is pretty much just swoop again all right granted he's like drastically reskinned where like swoop had the, the little tiny feet that swirled down off the back uh, cutthroat has has his tail uh, that comes down um, he's got legs on the side to be more monster uh, but he's much the same um otherwise that uh that swoop was. You feel um, there
0: are any improvements or is it mostly sideways um, to turn into?
2: So it's like the biggest thing for me is where like swoop's head was super rattly and everything the uh, the um alt mode head was super rattly and everything. Um uh, cutthroat is put together much better including like a little head crest thing that pops up. Um I could. I still need to like tighten up his wings a little bit because they're super loose on his back, mm. um, on the the, like the pin, uh, rivet that goes through, uh, to hold them in place. But it's pretty much the same thing. If you know what a swoop is like, you got a pretty good uh, idea of what a cutthroat is like. All right, uh, and, and then
0: similar for blot. Uh,
2: um, for blot, no, blot is entirely different.
0: I mean, like, if you know what a Ripper Snapper is like. Uh,
2: it's entirely different. Really? Okay. Yeah, so, like, for Blot, it's, like, his core. So, I've got Ripper Snapper here as well, and I'm going to transform him again, just to be sure that I'm not misremembering. But, for him, um, like, his legs like, just do the Aerial Bot collapse up, right? More or less, more or less. More or less. Blot, his legs fold up like the... His, like, calves touch his back for his transformation. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I did see that, like, his legs, they they kind of curl back rather than compress. So, but it's, it gives an entirely different, like... Connection. It's it is drastically different. It's like from
0: the waist down, it's basically a different a different toy yeah. altogether.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there. I mean, the, it's like any of these. There's there's the commonality points, but yeah. it's yeah, yeah. It it is set up entirely different uh, as he goes together here. A completely fighting, different deluxe combiner me. wars
0: limb from the waist right.
2: down. <laughs> right. So like between that, between the way that his like the over the head thing works. Um all of those angles are different. The weird thing on um cut th- not cutthroat. Um Wow, I'm pulling a blank land shark. Um, snapper. Blank- Ripper Snapper. Um where like the head just kind of comes down and around with blots, it like that whole chunk comes out and over like seven hundred and twenty degrees. Oh nice. So it is it is a much more drastic uh, shift over, then, uh, then the other ripper snapper. Then ripper snapper, and just like to me, the biggest thing, and it's the same comment that I made when first we saw it in whatever Toy Fair pictures, the way that Blot's hands work, where the fold in, uh, of the, where the the fist has the third like the middle claw attached yeah. to it, is. It's friggin' awesome. Like... Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was really cool when I saw it in photos, and then I have it in hand, and it's... I am surprised it has... That it's, like, 2018, and this is now, like, the first time that we've seen a Transformer do this. Yeah. And I, I wanna... And, I wanna... It, and it's so stupid simple. Yeah. Like, there's no... There's no other hidden, foldy, flippy bits. There's no other like dark magic involved with this. It's just like somebody went, Oh, well what if what if we have this part hang out like that? And I I hope whoever like sketched this out got a promotion.
0: I, I wanna give the honorable mention to, to Rippersnapper who instead just has his hands rotate uh 90 degrees, but yeah. like the clever thing they did with him, which I didn't actually even notice until someone I, I saw it pointed out in the feedback thread he his fist hole is only on one side so that when you rotate them 180 degrees uh there is no visible fist hole on the visible right. side uh right. just just to make it look more like a different arm and i was like that's such a that's a cool little touch too blots is it sounds like remains way more impressive mm-hmm. uh, but i love i love when you're going to use the arms as arms like just doing something right. to make them feel different it's is so nice
2: yeah but that was the the biggest kick for me with blot is uh the hand and like the way that that whole backpack chunk comes and does the rotate and then you end up with like his robot head makes part of the like lilac purple on the top like it mostly follows that crest line as well it's mm-hmm. very it's a thing that's very well put together that like I wouldn't have expected to be quite what it is. Yeah. And then that that just leaves Sinner
0: Twin uh who I was going to ask cuz again I have, I have not really looked into anything in Power of the Primes toys I don't have because there's so, going to be so few of them I just want to be surprised when I get them for the most part. Mm-hmm. Is the is is he a retool of one of the other Dinobots? Is there does he feel like he
2: shares no. anything with Okay, so does he feel 100% original? He feel like I mean, it's a lot of the same design tricks with the the way that the legs collapse down, yeah, and, yeah, you know the panels that open up and flip around and but, but he I, doesn't
0: he doesn't feel like, oh, this is sludge, but with a different
2: you know sort of one neck, there's two necks or something like that, not not to to me, no, all right, cool, um, the way that everything fits and goes together, like I was expecting it to do different things because of the way that like the the twin heads come down and some of the, the other work that was done on it. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I could see it. Oh well, no, because the, the way the arms work is entirely different. So it has the, like the rotate end fist and then the, like the, the stuff on the back of the forearm flips around to be the, the, uh, alt mode foot. So there's each one of these has got enough of its own stuff that I could see like, Maybe thirty percent of the skeleton is the same. Yeah, yeah. That that's sort of like r- big finger quotes around the mic retool.
0: Yeah, it's like um, it's it's not as obvious though as like say block ripper snapper or, right. or swoop and uh, and cutthroat.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. That was the thing,
0: the main thing I was wondering about about center twin because uh, I, I think I'd figured it out, but I would just keep forgetting afterwards
2: because <laughs> um, you know it's not that important. And then what I was hoping to have was hunger, but for some reason, Big Bad Toys' shipment of it, even though it was earlier than I thought it was going to be, has just decided to stay in Champaign, Illinois for three days. And yeah. the, the FedEx has been like, received Champagne, Illinois, shipped Champagne, Illinois, received Champagne, Illinois. It's like, Someone's just moving it down a shelf
0: one slot at yeah. a time, <laughs> scanning it in each time because they're yeah. like, I don't want to be here today. <laughs> yeah. ah, ah, It's hot in this warehouse. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. It's going to yep, hit my beep beep quota. Yeah, it's moving. It moved 12 inches. Beep,
1: beep. 24 inches. Yeah. I step away and I get nothing but beeps when I get back. Well, we're we're talking about
0: warehouses, scanning, and Aaron's Mm. package, uh, which has been in the same warehouse with constant updates for three days. Oh, fun! (laughs) Yeah, that's still better than when I tried when I got my uh, the DX9 Omega Supreme shipped, and it took five days for it to actually ship from warehouse, and then the next three days were there is a label. And that was
2: about it. Yeah. Well, that was, I also got the same thing on that of like, you know, I get the email from Big Bad saying, oh, uh, your thing shipped. And I'm like, oh, boy, a label was created. Oh, do you like, screw when, yourself. When can
0: we all, when can we agree and get an enforceable rule? You can't just say it's shipped if a label exists.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got two sitting there right now that's
0: a huge technicality i get why that means shipped for an automated system but it's also frustrating as all hell when you're having a bad day you see a happy email and then you realize no wait that just means a sticker is on a box yeah <laughs> that
1: doesn't even mean it's on the box it just means i printed it
0: yeah yeah i mean i assume that they would stick it on the box so that, there's you know, a part that... of me
2: that even wonders like did they even print it or is that the just like they click the button saying, "Hey, we need a label."
0: It's not label yeah. printing day until Friday.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like technically,
1: they ju- technically it just means they paid for it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, technically, it means you just paid for it. True,
0: true. And I'll throw I'll throw it out there. I understand that warehouse systems are really complicated, and I am my my critique is grossly oversimplifying shipping out thousands of things every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Just l- l- let us vent, please. <laughs> We're still ordering. We still like them. Uh, Aaron, was that is that your uh, your on topic what you got for this week?
1: Yes, it is. All right. TJ, did you get any Transformers this week? I actually did. What did you get? Uh, nothing terribly exciting, but I finally stumbled into a Walgreens that actually had Battalion Sideswipe.
0: Hey! I forgot about Battalion Sideswipe. I remember now. Hey. He had a nice-looking head sculpt.
1: Everyone forgot about him cuz he's the only one there. Everyone, no shockwaves, just a line of sideswipes. Is it just it's, him and shockwave? That's the wave.
0: All right. That's I it. Can, I, I had this weird feeling that it was shockwave, blank, and sideswipe, and I don't know why.
1: I don't know. Like, the Battalion series keeps it to, like, only two per wave. Like, I feel like there needs to be a third, just, like, at least a repaint of something. Did the did the battalion jetfire come out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've so 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 I've seen the the jetfire
2: and prowl.
0: Okay, I was misremembering the wave as shockwave jetfire sideswipe. That's what was up. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, does it? Like it's 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 battalion. It's it's going to be around there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sideswipe was was he's
1: the one who's very much based on prowl, right? Uh. Well, yeah, he's remolded from prowl. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. It's a really weird in that weird way that the Grimlock is kind of G1 kind of RID 15 yeah like this this is the same you know it's it's G1 prowl but the robot colors and head design is G1 eh, sideswipe and then the vehicle mode has elements of RID sideswipe it's a really weird amalgamation of things
2: I Man. guess it's
0: it's from the... Because Cyber Battalion feels like stuff... Those toys always feel to me like stuff where it's like they might have actually been put together and almost finished like even a, up to a year ago. But because there's no real rush on getting them out, they just sort of come out when they do. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. if that Sideswipe is like is like really like, this is us sort of figuring out what Evergreen means on a toy. Because why not? We have a Sideswipe to put out.
1: Well, I can remember a lot of those are... A, a lot of those were rumored a long, long time ago before they finally saw release. I like I was certain that when I heard there was a shockwave being planned, I'm like, no, no, that that has to be cancelled. It's been way too long since the last wave. Yeah. And I, even I, then, I, I think it was over a year ago.
0: Yeah, I, I think that so far the track record on Battalion, once it started I'm gonna say once it started hitting North America, leaving out the part where it was not even in North America for a while, I think it's like what, two to four figures a year if that yeah like that like with a big wide plus
2: minus one attached yeah. to both ends uh man yeah. the thing is looking at images of this i just cannot be excited for that toy
1: oh it's it's not an exciting toy in any way i don't think it's one like okay. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna hazard
0: a guess i think it's a toy that you find when you're trying to find the shock wave well,
2: essentially yeah it's, it's, it's a shelf <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking down the list um of all the battalion stuff even that shockwave man that it's the size of it's like well into voyager but it looks like it's not much more than a legend
0: the i mean they, they that's battalion they're all very much like right upscaled, oh, I, the, I know scaling, yeah, yeah. But, like,
2: but that's what i'm saying of that whole yeah. line all the stuff that's in there is like yeah the yeah you're bigger disc- but you're less poseable and like yeah the the best description I heard
1: was it's Voyager size, deluxe price, legends engineering. Yeah, I, I think yeah. just the the shockwave. Like what what captures people is first when
0: they actually hit the states everyone's like well i kind of want to get i think it was like the megatron was kind of on people's minds and then with that second wave it was like oh the prowl actually has articulation i'll, I'll try to track that down and then for this wave it's that shock wave looks really cool and if i find one for regular price that would be a, a nice simple dumb Shockwave to own and that's kind of been the
1: history of the line for like the greater yeah. fandom mm-hmm. um yeah it's definitely not something that i would say collectors go out and get it unless you're a uh, hardcore like this is the you know the, you know this is the character i need you you know any shockwave collectors okay fine you get a pass and there's a specific draw
0: i can see that cyber battalion has depending on your taste where it's like um there there there's something when you handle one where it's like it's the same sort of feeling if if you've handled a rescue bots or a one step where you actually really like the simplistic feel of like the one thing it does, it does really well. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and it helps that Cyber Battalion the um the head sculpts have been super solid on that whole line. Uh yeah. so when you look at them, like like character recognition happens instantly. Uh, which I think also makes them very commonly impulse buys since they're out of Walgreens, right? Like, usually you're out of Walgreens for something else and toys. Uh, You're not on, like, a super dead
1: serious hunt half the time you're there. Yeah, and it, it helps that it's now, now, like, a lot of Walgreens have a very collector-centric toy aisle. It's not just your, your usual little, you know, nothing that they fill the shelf with at, uh, like, a grocery store. Mm-hmm, right, you know just whatever random cheap toy we can buy out of china it's like actual collector stuff there's marvel legends and power rangers legacy and all kinds of like walking dead and all kinds of little memorabilia pop files etc so to see that in there that does pull in like your casual collector market to go oh well this looks like a really nice optimus prime and it's actually pretty big for its price okay fine I always felt that like, that's the market they kind of go for is that that casual collector who doesn't really care about transforming it. It's nice if it's there, but for the most part I just want a really nice looking Optimus, a nice looking Shockwave. Yeah, and that that Venn diagram I think crosses over
0: with uh, the kinds of folks who who buy pop vinyls casually where it's like I just want this thing because it's got it's a thing I remember, it's merch.
1: Yeah. Uh like like, like for me I just like having a big transformer like that that's easy to transform you know i'm not invested in like paying attention to exactly what i'm doing is you know it's about you know 15 seconds of turning parts and i'm done
0: it, it also mm-hmm. sounds to me like like at the end of the day um the message the message of this what we got is with all that said sideswipe is a mid to low tier version of this line he's like well it, he's it, prowl it's but scary. not prowl you know
1: here's the thing like Prowl, for this toy line, is pretty high in the line because he does yeah. have articulation, universal shoulders and hips. He has knee and elbow bend. He has it, his head rotates, etc. For this line, that's a good bit of articulation. Sideswipe has that, too. Sideswipe falls down just because he's not supposed to be that type of, you know, he's not supposed to be that shape, yeah. basically. That's right. why I would say like
0: where where Prowl is is probably one of the two best figures in the line. Sideswipe would be mid to low because he's he's a very good skeleton with a, a weird identity attached. And, and I I feel like when I looked at the photos of him, um, whenever I see the robot mode, I'm like that head sculpt is so good, it, but it is actually making me have more. What do you call it? Uh, it's hard to. It, it looks even less associated to the body, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I almost kind of wish that they had done, like, a classic style swipe head for him. Um, You know, with with the anime hair. I think that would have uh, come together pretty well. But uh, I hope you can find the Shockwave. Uh, It's sitting on my desk. Oh. I I, I hope you can... (laughs) Okay, well, I hope you can find the Shockwave. I hear you're going out to find one now.
1: Okay, TJ came back. Hey, TJ, you found the Shockwave? Uh, Yeah, I found the Shockwave, and strangely enough, the Repro labels for it came in today too. Crazy, absolutely, man! Those Repro
0: labels guys have fast shipping. Let me oh t- yeah, let me tell you, really impressive. <laughs> I, re- I remember they were do- actually doing a set for that Shockwave. I think that was from yeah. a bit of demand.
1: Yeah, I got you. Well, yeah, because that that's a, because there's no like good size Shockwave for your classics shelf. Like, yeah. this is as close as we've come so far. So, like, that's the reason why it's commanding value and why it's getting bought up, even though it's, you know, low articulation. Yeah. Like, I got the sticker sheet the same day that I found Sideswipe, so it's just that battalion day for me. (laughs) Yeah, that that shockwave, I think the only thing about him that people would find
0: disappointing is his knees only rotate sideways. They don't actually bend.
1: Yeah. Which
0: which shocked me, because, like, he looked like he had ball socket knees in all the first pictures I saw. Mm-hmm. uh because i mean i was really just filling in gaps and then like that behind shot i was like
1: oh no <laughs> yeah but he's he's still a very imposing physique for shockwave like yeah. i don't think it's a character who necessarily i think it's a character who can get by without having like a, a knee bend pose he's one of the
0: dudes who can get away with that for sure like he can just stand there and point point at things uh with his gun hand uh, I like his I like his alt mode too though because he he's got one of those quote unquote spaceship alt modes right.
1: Yeah, it's a spaceship yeah. alt mode which is essentially his gun mode with wings and no handle. That's fine.
0: I mean, that, that's what the the video game one did, right? Kinda. Yeah, it was just like it's a spaceship that looks like a flying space gun. Totally works. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I dare say it's a better alt mode for Shockwave
1: than just a gun. It kind of is like you know, Megatron kind of makes sense because he shrinks down to kind of fit, uh, you know, kind of fit the situation. Shockwave is just a big gun. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like we didn't invent combiners yet. Well, depending on which version of his, of, uh, Cybertronian history you follow. Yeah. It, and which, which varies season from you're watching.
0: Time time. Which season you're
1: watching. Yeah. Where, where, where was Devastator made again? Uh, but yeah, when they didn't really have transformers big enough to hold Shockwave in that gunboat, so it was always very strange.
0: There is a great fanfic. I think I mentioned it on this podcast once before that when I was a little kid back in like nineteen ninety six, era, when I first had the internet, I read this fanfic someone wrote about. It was it was centered on the Constructicons, and it was about how they had just been created on Earth, and then they went through a time portal and ended up in Cybertron's prehistory, and then created Megatron, and then realized that they were a paradox. Uh, and I think that they die at the end of the story while their past selves get shot back into their place in the present. Uh, it's a pretty cool fanfic for a, a kid to read. <laughs> um, and uh I sorry, I, I'm I'm totally sidetracking. It's relevant. <laughs> Repro labels, do the so the labels add a, add a, uh, a good amount of color and stuff to that figure?
1: Yeah, um it's it's interesting the way they went because they had the three different chest decals, which I think is uh, cartoon based, uh, toy based without the light on, and then toy based with the light on. Uh. And the with the light on is this kind of like a reflective pink that they put on a lot, which gives it kind of like a War for Cybertron, Energon, you know, ex- exposed vibe to it. Yeah. Which I kind of like for him. That's cool. Um. So I guess you're you're caught up on Cyber Battalion then. <laughs> it is it is my fate. It's just my destiny, and now I have to collect that whole line. Yep. We
0: just gotta wait another what year or so to see if they if, if two more of them just pop up out of the ether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um and, and that's all your on topic what you got for this week? That's pretty much my on and my off. Alright. Waiting for boxes to come in. I have a sort of doubled up on and off as well. I got two Iron Factory figures uh this past week. And uh y- y'all know now like with Iron Factory, I love them, but I also like there's I'm very up and down with their figures. Like some of their figures I love and some of them I really don't love. And sometimes there's a figure I'm excited for and then like it has this one little thing that makes me end up not really loving it as much. Um their last two releases were just like rock solid. Everything I want from Iron Factory hits out of the park. It was 2 for 2. It was a really good feeling. Um so the first one I got is is actually one of their their bigger releases. Uh, this last little while, it's their version of Jetfire called Cygnus. Um, and he's uh he's very large for Iron Factory. He's like he's extremely tall. Um, like in the photos, he actually looks a lot smaller than he is in real life. Uh, he's got all the Macross armor you can pull on and off. He's got a swappable head, so you can have him with or without the uh, the Macross head, and uh, just a good transformation, a nice big size. He's very poseable. Um, Transformation is also pretty simple, end of the day. Uh, and it, like, is and he's just good. Like, the only real qualm I have is I wish that the head swap was not a full head swap that kind of requires a loosened screw. Um, that bugs me because you are popping basically the head on and off of the neck ball joint, and it clasps around it with a screw, so it feels kind of bad to pull it off without loosening the screw. Um, and you kind of need his gun for his jet mode because it doesn't just plug on under the front of the jet mode. It also fills in a gap. And his front landing gear is in the gun. <laughs> so you, you sort of need the gun there. Um And, then, yeah, the armor is all cool. You can, like, fold cannons out of the booster things on his shoulders. And if you leave the armor off, you can kind of, or on, you can you can have his wings rotated up or down or extended all the way out in robot mode. Uh the other Iron Factory figure I got right after that was their Warpath, who's called Burning Slug. And uh, this thing is just perfect Iron Factory. It is essential Iron Factory. The thing is like 35 bucks. He's a little Legend-sized Cybertronian Warpath. Uh, he's he's very posable, very chunky. He's got a an involved but not overcomplicated transformation. Uh, and then a solid tank mode. Um, I think my only real problem with him would be the transformation, which is only because... Uh, if you don't break apart his accessories and attach them to the vehicle mode, his vehicle mode is very gappy. Um, his gun is filling in basically the, the gap between the front of the H of the H tank that he kind of turns into. And then the missile pods uh, turn into a, a chunk that fills in the back of the H. And without them there, uh, he looks a lot more like an Armada Megatron H tank, which is maybe a little bit too much of an H. Uh but like that aside, he just he feels great. Um, there's no like special tricks going on. Like he doesn't have to do any crazy third party stuff to get his uh, his tank turret's barrel to retract. You just shove it in there and then or pull okay. it out. Um, great figure. Highly recommend, especially with convention season coming up. This is a this is a fantastic. Like I just want to get a thing at this convention kind of buy. He's under forty US. Um, it's just a solid figure. Ankle tilts while his feet are made of treads. Uh, which I guess throws back to Studio Series Megatron in a way uh, I love them, I love them a whole lot um, Iron Factory is is almost always a good time except when they aren't, and their last bunch of releases have all been good times for me, so I'm really looking forward to the DJD combiner now uh, and that's, that's my on topic what I got um, so I guess we can go into off topic, uh, TJ it sounds like you're kind of spent uh, for on and off topic and, yeah, pretty much. And I'm kind of spent for on and off topic aside from heat. So Aaron, it's it's up to you. Uh did you do anything off topic or is this going to actually be a 100% on topic episode of the podcast?
2: I'm trying to think if I have anything off topic.
0: Trying to think of how to ruin this, how to ruin this moment yeah. for the the seven listeners who really hate it when we go off topic.
2: Yeah. No, I'm uh I think I'm I'm only on topic as well.
0: Yeah, I have I have nothing I would want to spend a whole lot of time talking about because it's like I got more Netrunner cards because I'm filling in my gaps in that now that the thing's going out of print. And, man, you know when board games go out of print and then they kind of just chill out at gaming stores for a while and you don't have to rush? Because it's like, you know, they're there's ceasing support on it, but, like, it's still there. Netrunner gets its support ceased and then just starts selling out everywhere. And I'm like, I wanted to slowly buy up the cards for this game because it seems like it's really up my alley. So now I'm like rush purchasing netrunner cards and i've still barely even played it still feels like it's up my alley but oh boy anyway uh i think then that that kind of just brings us to the end of the show for now um yeah we uh we had a nice compact one full of transformers hope you're all happy out there you you seven the the on topic seven. I'm just making up a number, uh, so we'll we'll be back with some more podcasting. We've got uh, one more episode, and then an episode that's probably going to have to be recorded at least in part at TFCon, uh, and then this is July. So hello, I'm July Chris. I don't feel very good about it, uh, but we'll figure something out. So just keep keep on listening, keep on uh, transformersing. Uh, we got the the IDW, uh, universe ending event is just starting up, so now would be a great time for Aaron to get caught up on all his comic books.
2: I
1: have.
0: Well, hold on. Are you caught up? What?
2: Yeah. What? Yeah, I went to the comic shop over the weekend and picked them up and I'm up to date. And read them? You read them too? Yeah. Holy crap.
0: I don't know how to deal with this i'm so used to it being like me and tj like (laughs) alluding to things without wanting to spoil stuff and then aaron being like yeah i just got to pick up those comics end of an era holy crap oh congratulations uh how how you liking them now that you're caught up
2: i i mean i've always been enjoying these these comics it's just been a matter of getting over the shop it's not for a lack of like uh, it's not it anymore
0: yeah but you got so much stuff you must have read like are any anything really like you get any any shockers any wow moments
2: um just that like cyber utopia just turns out to be a nothing that kind of went away in a book but but it makes you know. sense yeah Oh, I like the uh, yeah. They, they, they came up with a decent explanation for it but it it kind of feels like it was maybe a bit of a letdown after uh after the, like the whole run of the book but it's the journey aaron yeah i know i know, the journey that I, know I i i know you shut, <laughs> shut up your dumb face but like i would also argue, i'd argue that the best
0: parts of that book never had much to do with cyber utopia
2: yeah i guess it would have been like if there was something more of that that was left behind it seemed the conclusion seemed pretty, uh, kind of um, Deus ex Machina form. Just like, oh, here's the
0: end, and I also like like it is all going. It's a it's a planned finale, but specifically with uh, with Midi Lost Light, I wonder if its pace changed as a result of you know learning uh, like you know a year or so ago that this is the end. I wonder if maybe. The mm-hmm. the bluntness of some of the plot points, um, yeah, can be attributed because to because it's
2: like what maybe the last two were really bringing it all together for what the conclusion was. And, and on the
0: bright side, I f- it felt like the, it was bringing a whole lot of stuff together to move into its like what six part finale. Uh, yeah, so I, I feel like it's it's getting stuff out of the way because the writer wants to tell something a little, bit, or the writer feels more excited to tell something to finish it off yeah so I'm, I'm i don't know i i came away pretty satisfied but also like i read a lot of the more like there were a lot of critiques about the way the last couple issues went as far as a lot of that you know plot points related to that and i was like man i can't like argue with this but i also did not really feel a negative impact from it but i, I, I you know as yeah, i said th- i think that it's... comes from like cyber utopia not having much to do with a lot of the book
2: yeah i guess it's more like i mean that was their ultimate goal i would have liked to have seen something more than just because it's also just like it's it's all maybe in like three pages of deduction yeah
0: i I think i think also and and
2: like the one that would have been the most excited about the three pages of deduction died in the last book thinking that that was everything was everything was was
0: sussed out
2: yeah the, I'm, the, the
0: situation was sussed out is what I'll say yeah just just uh, some of the
2: ways that some of the, the things fit together I appreciate it I I've enjoyed it all it's not like I'm now going to go and like burn these books because they did me wrong at the end but it's also sets you just
0: apart from a lot of the comic am form yeah shade thrown I thing. know shade thrown all right my hands are up in the air right now no no offense meant I was just throwing some shade yeah. <laughs> uh I will also say that the way that played out really reminded me of the end of a certain season of Red Dwarf, and I'm I'm always chuckling at that because like it always feels like a whole lot of people tell James Roberts, "Man, that reminds me of Red Dwarf," and James Roberts is always kind of going like, "I guess," but I watch other things, and I don't know, like you know, it's just maybe it's it's happenstance. A lot of a lot of Red Dwarfian things tend to come up in that book. Uh-huh. And then James Roberts is always like, I-, I was actually feeling a little bit more like, you know, th- these other British sci fi properties. But uh, personally, I'm just tickled that anything would feel a Red Dwarfian outside of Red Dwarf. Um, Aaron, did you also read Requiem of the Wreckers? Yes, I did. Uh, again, without dropping like huge things about what happened in there, that st- did that hit you all right? <sighs> yeah. Because um, that's that is big, kind of chapter zero of the end. That's the the right. book end on what one could argue put IW on the map Transformers wise.
2: Right. Um, that one, I feel like I'd have to go back and read uh, the previous Wreckers stuff because I'm not sure what, what like happened with all the animal form. You got yeah. You got to read sins again. Things. Yeah, I I definitely have to go back and read sins again because like I remember some of that stuff and that some of that was a revelation, but then it just seemed like another like oh and by the way type of of thing that I don't remember seeing from the end of sins, but it's been so long since I read that that it might uh... well have been tagged in there that that he was like hiding along. Rather well, the, than the, just a oh shoot, uh we need to bring him back.
0: Well the um the, I think the what really shot Sins in the leg was the very justifiable delays that happened, because Sins when you read Sins front to back, it just, to me at least it left a much more solid impression than reading. That it could like, be
2: too, because at that point I think I was pretty much reading it on time or Yeah. Yeah, I it wasn't like a thing that I just came to and had six books to read back-to-back
0: i'll just going off that tj if we've got you here um and if you've checked it out Mm -hmm. uh how did you feel
1: about requiem of the wreckers uh it's an interesting story like i I was i was a fan of it Mm. um i it it's it's a rougher conclusion than i'd like but at the same time that feels very wreckers yeah it was it was actually
0: more optimistic than i expected uh yeah like it le- it the future me... of the Wreckers is definitely well, it, it it ended in a way that also like put the end of the i w current continuity into an optimistic light for me uh like there was it, it like when i say it's chapter zero of the end of that universe it felt very much also like in a way it was reassuring it was going like don't worry this is what's happening is okay you know, like not, not it not to the characters in the universe, but to us the readers. They were like, right, Don't right. don't worry. We have it in hand. Like the you know, the writers basically saying that. Because like, you know, Nick Roche is not he hasn't written a ton of Transformers in comparison to some of the other writers, but of the current writing team, he's kind of like the fourth of the four, and so to have him like step in, bookend his stuff, and kind of drop a message of like don't worry. Like it was it was really reassuring to read in a way. Uh but it also left me like there were some characters who popped up in that where I was like, man, I can't wait to see what they do with this character. And then I had that moment of like, except that we're never going to know. Because <laughs> hmm. there were like there were some panels, especially the end with those the panels full of cameos. Some of those yeah. were really leaving me hungry. I was like, yeah. I, I hope that if Nick comes back to the new continuity, he just picks up some of these threads anyway. Because they're
1: separate enough. They could just be their own thing uh Mm -hmm. there's part of there's part of me that would absolutely love to see like a new wreckers style storyline yeah and one without the baggage too yeah well just uh just the different approach that springer has to the wreckers in his new role like i would i would have i'd love to see you know at least one time i'd like to see an adventure of that incarnation
0: or yeah or even if um I mean, I, without spoiling a whole ton, like when you say Springer's new role, I'm almost sitting there going, "Like, how do we even define that?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you if you don't know what's going on, like like I would implore you, like now is the best time if there ever was to to check out some of this IDW stuff. Um, even if you if you left if you didn't like it, you left with a bad taste. If you ever liked the Wrecker's books, uh, Requiem is not only a great bookend to it. I felt Requiem was also a lot more solid of a read than Sins. Uh, so if you felt like Sins was a bit rickety here and there, don't worry. Um, Requiem is well aware of how much time it has, and it uses it pretty darn well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets me in some of these books, uh, Wreckers and Lost Light, is just the, cha- like, the character interactions that I didn't expect and I love. Yeah. Like, okay, like Tarantulus and like the whole thing with Tarantulus and Springer.
0: Yeah, that whole story is... Uh, That is one of the ones where it's like Nick got to tell as much of the story as he wanted to, but it was in this final chapter where specifically for Springer, I was like, finally, I'm starting to know who Springer and IDW really is outside of a couple appearances. And it's Mm -hmm. at the very end. And I was like, I'm glad that I know who he is, because if we had just left with what we had uh, after Sins, I'd have been like, Springer's really cool, but he's more potential than anything
1: else. And and yeah. that was finally
0: realized
1: uh, in in Requiem, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the level of complexity that I get really fascinated by. Yeah, because hey. it's it's rare to see Transformers that way. Like, well, even I did. good, good. Go what? What
0: are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say even in, in Optimus Prime, we're we're hitting some mm-hmm. incredible. Like, oh, okay. Well, TJ, finish what your thought. Then I got to come back to you, Aaron, for a second.
1: No, like, and for me, it's like in Lost Light, where like in the recent book. Okay, there's it's. Uh, the cyclonus and tailgate stuff is obvious mm-hmm. um i don't feel like that's spoiling because it's that obvious it's the stuff between him and whirl oh that story like, Whirl's yeah. moment in that yeah. book is that just, was that good <laughs> that is good like knowing where they've come from yeah it's like i'm going to hug you but only so i can whisper how much i want to kill you yeah to that moment
0: yeah, that moment was solid, and the um, and the artwork on that moment it, it takes a certain skill to be able to deliver Whirl in comics right now, and like Alex Milne has it, and everyone else who's drawn Whirl um has has learned it, uh, and that that was a real test uh, in that that those couple panels of like, can you do this? And I felt like you know they they really got it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um. Yeah, that whirl moment. I forgot about that already. That was that was really good, or at least it, it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. But yeah, that was so damn solid. Uh, Aaron, I gotta ask you, if you're caught up on Optimus Prime... Uh, by the way, this is about as close to spoilers as we're gonna get, so if you really haven't been keeping up with the books and you care, tune out now. I'm gonna try to still leave it veiled, but this is get, getting harder. Because, Aaron, those op- you, you, the two issues of Optimus Prime, the one that ended with the wham and then the history lesson...
2: Uh, they're two of... Yeah, so Optimus Prime, I'm going to have to go back and reread a bunch because I was mostly lost. It's
0: it's a it's not as coherent in places, and I don't mean that as to sound as bad as it does, but like Optimus Prime is the, of the uh, the current ongoings, the one that would give itself over the most to what has what has to be done for the sake of the plot, mm. and at times it, it would, as a result, get kind of like messy or it'd be full of thought bubbles and in, in a way that was difficult to follow but what i'm talking about is like uh you know it's at some point in, in optimus prime onyx prime shows up and you've seen that right yeah and you got to the part where onyx prime went like hey optimus let me show you something yeah i i don't think i have i have actually like like a lot of people got spoiled on that due to the various idw delays and all kinds of different um you know, just things the shenanigans
2: out. that were happening yeah
0: yeah or like solicits coming out that blew that moment i managed to read that moment without having it blown for me and i i have i have that's probably one of the greatest turn a page gasp moments i've had in a comic book in years okay uh and the best part of it was due to a delay the book right afterwards where onyx prime lays out everything for an mm-hmm. entire book was was out the same day.
2: Those two issues were one of my favorite experiences in a good long time. Yeah. That's uh, definitely one that I think I I would do myself well by going back and like getting it collected. Yeah. And either collecting all of mine or just going out and buying it the like last six months or maybe a year's worth of it of so you can uh, like read it in order basically so i can read it in order because there i do remember some of those hits that were very much like hey this has got to come after that one and just a few other. just the the way that i read it in such a broken up fashion um i think did myself a pretty solid disservice yeah, especially
0: leading up to Onyx Primes moment, you I think you really had to have been reading monthly for the last like four or five months for the flow to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, oh man, also there was the Sideswipe issue last year. Um I'm guessing if you ca- if you caught up, you probably saw like kind of Sideswipe's last appearance. Yeah. Uh that was a really darn good issue too, and I missed getting the script for that issue at TFCon last year by minutes. And it's Killing me because <laughs> John Barber's now an editor again and probably can't come to conventions like TFCon um, very easily. So it's like, man. Uh, anyway, maybe we should we should cap it there. I really just was like, I, I didn't know Aaron had caught up. I got all excited, and uh, and I, I want to make sure it's known out there. Those two issues of Optimus Prime, Kate, the the reveal panel in the first of those two issues. If Keizama can just put out a print of that, I will buy a print of that. Because I, I, that was a, a beautiful panel. The, uh. Like the thing that I thought was the one thing that wouldn't happen because A, it was too obvious and B, it was too in-universe impossible. And then because John Barber is who he is and he activated full John Barber, he he like unified all the nodes and like drew the ultimate John Barber glyph in the air in front of him and and like activated the full John Barber. Goes on to explain why everything that happened makes complete and utter sense. And also uh, all these things right down to stuff that we wrote off as artistic errors. All makes sense for the last five years or so. Friggin'. No one better could be moving into the editorial position at IDW, at IDW than, than John Barber. Like, that was, was masterful. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening to WTF and TFW. Um, we'll be back again, and until then, please stay safe. <laughs>